Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle. And build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, this episode is worth at least $10,000 or maybe even more to your business. Why? Because today I'm chatting with Human. He's the CEO and founder of Collective. It's a company that helps freelancers and agency builders like you save thousands of dollars on taxes every year. I'm personally a customer of Collective, and I'm not exaggerating when I say they've saved me probably close to $100,000 since taking my business full-time. It all comes from just a few small, pretty simple changes that you can either do on your own for almost free, they'll teach you how for free, or you can hire Human's company to do it for you. And just so you know, this episode is not an ad, even though you'll hear me recommend Collective throughout the show. We do have an affiliate link. If you sign up, we'd love for you to use our link. It'll help support the show at no extra cost to you. But now we're going to get on to the episode that may save you $10,000 plus this year alone. We'll be right back. Hey guys, you've got enough tough decisions to make every month as you grow your business. Picking your next great book to read should not be one of them. With Book of the Month, you can forget about the hassle of browsing through endless shelves or scrolling infinitely through an overwhelming amount of book options online. Book of the Month simplifies the process of finding the next great thing to read by offering a carefully selected lineup of five to seven titles to pick from each month. From gripping thrillers to heartwarming romance and everything in between, I'm personally really excited about this new announcement from Book of the month, curated audiobooks. Since you're listening to podcasts, I assume that you like audiobooks and you're like me, you're more of a downloader than a page turner, and this is your moment. I'm right here with you. I've picked out my selections for March already, and you can too. Joining Book of the Month is super easy, very affordable, plus for a limited time, new members can get their first book for just $9.99 with code CHIRP. Visit bookofthemonth.com now to pick your next great read. That's bookofthemonth.com with promo code CHIRP, C-H-I-R-P, or click the link in our show description. When you wake up in the morning and check your phone, does it feel like this or like this? Because with Shopify, your morning can feel like this way more often. That's the sound of a sale being made on your new Shopify store, and while client payments may require weeks or months of work, you can start generating a semi-passive income to grow your business by setting up a Shopify store all of your own. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your latest designs on shirts or bags or adding something totally different to your business, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You can sell online, you can sell in person, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. With Shopify, you can set up your store in minutes and start selling immediately. And Shopify's award-winning support is there to help you as you go. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash freelance. That's all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash freelance. To grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash freelance. Or click the link in our show description and start waking up to this. 
This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. My name is Preston Lee with Milo.co. And unfortunately, my good friend Clay Mosley from GetDripified.com, who's usually on the air with me, is not on the air today. But I am joined by a newly made friend, uh, Human Radvar. He's the founder and CEO of Collective. And I, there's a really good reason I wanted to have Human on the show today. Um, we just spent a few minutes catching up before we hit record, but... Uh, Human is going to share a really cool insight with us about how you can save some extra money that you may not even know that you're losing every year. So I'll, I'll tease it a little bit there. But before we before we dive in, welcome to the show, Human. Thanks for having me. Excited to jam. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's uh, let's start off. Maybe tell us what you're working on. Tell us a little bit about your business. Tell us about Collective. I'm I'm a customer, so maybe I'll add some things from the customer point of view, but why don't you just tell us a little bit about what Collective is and, and um, what you're working on? Sure, sure. Um, so our impetus for starting Collective was simple. We saw that the largest group of founders were, in fact, these businesses of one, as we call them. So freelancers, consultants, professionals, everyone, you know, has a different moniker, right? But 36% of the workforce and growing are these folks, right? And myself being the founder and, you know, inspired by from my parents, which we were discussing, and I'm happy to share here, decided that we wanted to make it easier for so many of these folks to focus on what they love to do. Like in my parents' case, my mom was psychiatrist, dad's psychiatrist, but my co-founder, for example, is a designer, right? They want to focus on what they're good at, not mm-hmm. all what they you know perceive to be paperwork, whether it's business formation, books, taxes, insurance. I mean, yep. there's a pile of things you do. And when we started studying the problem, we realized that not only were there a lot of people who had this problem, but the the actual like amount of time that they spent, it was like 25% of their time. And so by design, because these folks had chosen to be a founder where their business was constrained to them, maybe a contractor or two. They'd always have this, and we could provide some assistance there. We could build a great business and be their partner. Like, they're Batman, we're Robin. Mm-hmm. So Collectives is just a business-in-a-box solution. We provide an outcome. We'll save an average of $10,000 on taxes. Uh, and the way we do that is we'll set up your company um, as selected. Um, we'll set up tools for payroll, uh, do your books. And using the payroll and the books as the system of record, we can do your quarterly taxes, uh, as well as um, your annual taxes. So that's collective in a nutshell, and it's all online. Awesome. Yeah. And and like I said, I'm a customer, so um, I, I, I'm excited to to learn a little bit more about the business, but particularly to share with people. And this isn't the this isn't a paid episode. Like you guys didn't reach out and say, like, hey, can we sponsor the show? Anything like that. This is this is totally me wanting to have a conversation with you guys because what I have found in using collective has been so helpful. Um, and I was I was one of those uh, one person businesses, or, you know, we've, we've got a team now, but, but when I started with collective, I was definitely what you'd call a one person business. I had a couple contractors I worked with, um, a little bit, but, 
it was mostly me. The business was dependent almost 100% on me. And I found collective and, and, um, and you guys are like, Hey, did you, do you realize that, you know, you're, you're paying an extra, I can't, can't remember what the number was like 10 or 12 or $15,000 a year in taxes. Um, we could make this one small change and you could save all of that money. And so I was like, well, okay, that's, <laughs> that's an interesting pitch. I'm definitely on board to hear, you know, where where I'm losing that money, and so that's kind of how it all started for me. So maybe we maybe we could back up a little bit, um, and you could tell me, Human, like this this seems to be sort of the the entry point. At least it was for me, and it seems like from maybe your marketing material, that's the entry point for a lot of your users. Which is like you're missing out on this money. You're paying too much, too many taxes. This is particularly for freelancers or or solopreneurs in the U.S. Uh, maybe we can speak to how it works globally. We do have a global listening audience here, but um, I guess let's let's start with like let's start with some clarity around that piece that that piece of like you're you're paying ten or fifteen thousand dollars too much every year in taxes if you haven't done what what's the thing you guys do to to solve that problem? Yeah, so I think that a lot of uh, our members, especially early on when the brand was still building were enticed by this notion and, and frankly had this underlying fear that they weren't quite doing it right when it came to their taxes, right? Mm -hmm. You yeah. often read these stories about wealthy people and corporations and how they figure out all these ways to mitigate their tax burden. And you feel like I got to be doing it wrong. And so when mm -hmm. you see something online that says you're doing it wrong potentially, or there's a better way, let's say it's intriguing, right? Um, so let's talk about that for a second. So when you look at how do we save those taxes, it turns out, and this is an insight that we found through research, but again, as I told you, my, I experienced this with my own family, all things being equal, if you're in the United States and you're making, let's say, between 70000 and even a million in, in income, so revenue less expenses, you should strongly consider having an S-selected entity. And we can talk about what that means in English. Um, people often ask me, oh, you guys do S-corps. And you know, we, we joke around internally and say, there's no such thing, actually. Uh, S, an S-election is actually a tax election that you, you take on an entity. So for example, um, we work, you know, we'll set up an LLC. That's an entity. And it will have an S-election. And an S-election gives you some superpowers that enables you to save on taxes. And I'm happy to walk through some example, but that's kind of the punchline is that if you set up your entity in a certain way and then do your compliance, so in English, you know, your taxes and your kind of books in a certain way, you can benefit from these tremendous tax savings. Awesome. I love it. And yes, I think uh, before listeners are like tuning out <laughs> at this point, we are going to try to keep this very um, out of the clouds. We're going to try not to speak like super high level tax stuff. First of all, I don't know most of that information. And, and second of all, like I think Great. I can... You too. Lend to no, like a pretty, <laughs> I think that can lend to a pretty dry episode. So we are going to keep it very like plain English, but it is important to understand some of these things. In addition to your craft, you're also running a business, right? And so it's important to understand um, how your business is set up and how you may or may not be saving. You might be losing money on taxes. You might be saving on taxes. So, so okay, so let's back up a little bit. Most freelancers, I would say in my experience, most freelancers, probably those beginning who are listening to this show are either just a sole proprietor, which means they've sort of not set up a business entity. They're just working for themselves. That's right. And that's sort of the default status, right? 
or a lot of them will set up an LLC. It seems like that's a very common next step that I've seen. Is that what you've seen so far as well? Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant, or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. You hear us talking on the show all the time about social media and the importance of marketing yourself online as you grow your business. That's because social has played a huge role in both of our businesses as we've grown them, but actually getting customers from your social accounts to your website and ultimately to make a purchase can sometimes be more difficult than it should be. If you need a simple solution, I recommend you try getting a .bio domain from Porkbun. That's .bio, .bio. You can put it in your LinkedIn bio. You can put it wherever you want to put it so that people can get directly to your website. We've partnered with Porkbun a lot over the years for two reasons. First of all, we trust them and they offer better deals on domain names than anyone else that we know about. And right now you can get a .bio domain name for less than $3 at Porkbun. So for less than a cup of coffee, you can get a short, memorable, and professional .bio domain name to share yourself with the world. Just visit porkbun.com slash freelance or click the link in this episode's description. That's P-O-R-K-B-U-N.com slash freelance and you can get a .bio domain for $3 right now. Yeah, so uh, just giving some like standard playbooks. So for all of you out there who just want it, the plain truth. So if you are doing a side hustle and you're just not sure about it, um, oftentimes people do what's called a sole prop, which means you don't have an entity associated with it. Yeah. Often, then I would recommend and we recommend if you're planning to do something for a longer period of time, let's say even you know six months to a year, it's worth it to get that LLC. Why? Because it doesn't cost you that much money and it provides protection from liability, meaning your personal assets, if there was some sort of legal event, are not subject to, you know, that suit, for example, right? Like you're separating yeah. the concern. The entity gets sued and not you. And so for the So basically that, if you if you if you really mess up with a client and they come back and sue you because of something that you did, if everything went wrong in court and you lost that lawsuit they couldn't. They couldn't start taking away your car and your house and your your personal property and things like that. They could only take away what belongs to the business itself. Correct. And often you hear in the news, like um, you know, famous one is um, Donald Trump has been bankrupt X times, right? Well, no, actually, his companies and he may set up an LLC or a C corp. Those entities may go bankrupt, but he, as an individual, is protected. His personal assets are not right. subject to that. And I think. That's like a, a layup, easy piece of advice that you can give to someone. It's quick, it's easy. But the next step, you know, that we discuss is, okay, if you're real, now you've decided you're going to do this for a while, right? This is like the theme of your show. 
and you're making income that's again, let's say 70K plus, and you plan on increasing it, that's when mm-hmm. you should strongly consider that S selection. And I can give you a really simple example. And maybe I'm, I, you know, I'll make it too simple on why, you know, that saves money. Would, would you like me to do that? It's, it's pretty yeah, easy. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Okay. So what is an S selection unable to do? So let's say your company is Human Co., right? And Human Co. makes a hundred grand a year. Now with that company, right? Let's say it was an LLC that I S selected it. I, Human, can pay myself through that company. And I have two ways of, you know, receiving cash basically. And, re- you know, I can either pay myself income and that income comes just like you're a W2 employee at a, at a company. But I have this new tool with that selection. This is where the savings come in called a distribution. And I can pay myself the distribution. And you may say, well, what's the difference? Well, the distribution is not subject to FISA tax. So all that stuff that you, if you ever work full time, you have Medicare and Social Security and all that good stuff, right? That's not in there. And so that's where the savings come from. So let's say that you take that 100K and you pay yourself, you know, again, as an employee of your company, 50 grand, right? And then you distribute yourself profit of 50K. That 50K is not subject to the FISA tax. That's saving almost 15%. That's $6,500 a year that you just saved just because of that S election right away. And most people don't know that they have that tool, right? This is something that primarily wealthy people have done. I mean, there were some articles in the news I read about Biden used it and a bunch of others used it. I mean, one of our investors, Ashton Kusher, said every actor who's like making any money uses this thing all the time. Um, We're just trying Mm -hmm. to bring it and make it easy for everyone to kind of take advantage of it. Because as you know, as a member, it, it, it's, it's, it's a little bit more work in terms of compliance. You have to keep your books and do payroll, right? Isn't totally free, but hopefully we help you with that. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I, so yeah, so here's what I do to, to sort of give a very real world scenario. I have what, what you, what they call in the in industry, a reasonable wage, right? So we've set it up for a certain amount, which I, I don't know if I'm going to share in the air, but it's, it's much smaller than I would need or that I would pay myself as a full-time employee, right? So for the amount of hours that I put in, it's very, very low. Uh, and and for my position in the company, which is the founder and owner of the company, it's very, very low. But it's but it is a reasonable wage. Uh, you know, if if I guess my company was really was really short-sighted and didn't want to pay me well. But it is a reasonable wage that I could survive on, right? So so that's what I receive as an employee, but then as the owner of the company, I also distribute um, additional funds every month from for myself. Yeah, um, and, it's like profit and sharing addi- almost through the distribution. Yeah, yeah, and so and so essentially those that second half. So the first stuff that I receive as an employee of my own company that has certain taxes uh, affixed to it, but the the second half, all the extra stuff. Any extra amount that I want to withdraw for myself isn't subject subject to some of those taxes, and so yeah, every year I'm saving um, a significant amount of money by shareholder distributions, giving myself distributions, right? Basically, just giving myself two different kinds of paychecks. The one has certain taxes associated with them, and the other doesn't. You got it. You got it. And I think that simple example is what we're trying to convey to folks because it's actually not that complicated, right? And when you think about it from that perspective, right? We just explained it in 30 seconds. Yep. It's the administration of it that starts getting complicated, right? Because you'll get these people, like I had one um, member like that was saying, oh, well, why can't I just pay myself totally in distribution, right? Well, it turns right. out 
you have to give yourself reasonable compensation as dictated by IRS. And then they don't put a table out. It basically depends on your state. It depends on, you know, what you're doing and expenses. And so that's where hopefully we're helping you. Or if you want, you can go to, you know, CPAs. You can, there's, there's other ways to do it. We're just encouraging people to take advantage of these structures because as founders, you want to maximize the amount of money that you're taking home, right? Your whole point is to be free, right? To be free, you want to maximize the amount of money you have in your, in your pocket. Yeah, for sure. And and I've, I what I've loved too is on your dashboard at least at one point there was a there was like a meter and you could sort of drag how much you want to pay yourself and it would say like this is you know according to the rules of the IRS and the state you live in this might be considered more of a risky uh um what's it called I just said it a minute ago the the reasonable wage. Reasonable compensation. Right? Like that, yeah, reasonable compensation. They might not see this as reasonable. You might want to go a little higher and then if you go too high it's like oh you're 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 going to not be saving on taxes as much. It was this really cool little like slider to see. And I, I should say, although this is not a sponsored uh, episode or anything like that, I wanted to talk about this, but I think we are, if not, we'll have to pull this little bit out, but I think we are human um, affiliate partners. I think Milo has promoted and freelance defender have promoted uh, collective in the past. And so we definitely will have links in the show notes of this episode. They probably will be affiliate links. So if you decide to go check out collective as well, um, Milo might see a little kickback at no extra cost to you, but definitely like affiliate link or not, I would definitely recommend you take a look at collective because, um, they are doing some really cool stuff. Uh, and like I said, I'm a, I'm a customer myself. I love that, that little slider. It helped me determine what my reasonable compensation should be. And then it showed me how much I would be saving on taxes. Um, so it's really, really just a cool process to go, wow, I had no idea this was even, even a thing, you know, I, I know whom and you have maybe some personal stories with some family members or, um, or your co-founder has a, a personal story about how you even came upon this idea. Could you maybe, could we back up and you could tell us a little bit about why this even matters for people in my situation, or I know your parents were in a similar, similar situation. Why does, why does it even matter? So when we, we start out, so, uh, as you mentioned, I have my personal story um, and my co-founder. And often I think we think some of the more meaningful companies that have been built, uh, you know, come from these deep experiences. So when I started looking at Collective and we have a big vision, we want to be a one-stop shop, this all-in-one place that, you know, can handle this quote-unquote paperwork, right? But where do we start? And we started to research the benefits of the S election. And I was just shocked at how few people had taken advantage of it. And, you know, I, my parents, I never thought of them as business owners. So we immigrated here when I was very, very little. My parents got divorced. Both of them have their own solo doctor's practices. And, you know, when you're a kid, you just think my parents are a doctor or my parents are a lawyer. My parents are whatever realtors, but they're all business owners, right? They have the same problems that I have as a venture-backed founder, right? And so, what I realized, and it was sad actually, was my mom had been operating as a sole prop her entire history, and my dad had taken an S election. And when I ran the diff on the taxes, you know, my dad had saved well over six hundred thousand dollars that my mom did not. Oh, wow! And wow. I'm not talking about interest and appreciation here. I'm talking about just straight up, right? You just take yeah, so you add, hundreds I mean, of thousands you of year over thirty over years. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Holy and that's cow. a lot of money. That's a lot yeah. of money. And so it was frustrating and I couldn't believe it. And, you know, the rationale for why my mom did it. And I think so many people listening to this would probably relate is 
you know, you start out and there's some inertia, right? Well, it just works. You know, my business is going well. Like my mom did well, you know, she retired. She's, she's okay. And there's a happy ending to my mom's story. She's a really savvy real estate investor. And so ultimately, I mean, ended up making a tremendous amount of money, uh, relative to what, what, you know, my dad had made just because she had made some decisions there. And so I think that's, that's interesting, right? That's an interesting outcome for her, but most people don't have that. And so that really was shocking to me. And I thought, wow, these people who are physicians and are, you know, educated are trying to do this thing. So many people must be making the same mistakes, right? They're not thinking about this and they're just, whatever their initial conditions are, they get their system to kind of work and then they just run it. And my co-founder had been through a similar experience. And when he moved to this country to start freelancing, similarly, you know, starts off with a sole prop, wasn't thinking it through. And, you know, for him, it was even more arcane, right? My parents, you know, had been here for a while, knew the language, but, you know, he had ended up making all kinds of mistakes. And then he ended up, I mean, worse situation, it wasn't even that he didn't save money. He like didn't pay the right amount of taxes because he didn't understand the system. And so those motivated us, like when we started out and said, wait a minute, we're all smart people. We're all hardworking people. We're good at what we want to do. Why do we need to understand this? Like, why can't someone just do this for us? And we thought, could there be a brand? Could there be a partner? Just do it. And that, that, that motivated us to start collective and that keeps us motivated to, to keep building it. Yeah. And what I love about the, what I love about collective though, is like, yes, you guys basically tackle everything for me, but, but I feel educated along the way. So like, I feel like you and I can have an intelligent conversation most of most of what I've learned now, I do have a brother who's a CPA, so there's a little bit on that end that's happened. Um, but but like most of what I've learned about what we're talking about today, I've learned from you guys about the S selection and all of that. And so so like I love that along the way you kind of learn because you do feel so empowered in your business when you understand a hundred percent of what's going on, right? Um, I think so many people maybe out of fear or out of boredom or whatever it might be, they sort of turn a blind eye to this more technical financial stuff. And and we miss out on opportunity because we're just like, well, that's that's taxes. I don't know. My my HR blog guy does that or whatever, you know? And it's like, well, no, 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 no. There's such a better way um, to have people who actually are like rooting for you and care about you and and uh, want your business to succeed to be doing some of these things for you on a regular basis. Yeah. And I think also, look, Credit to CPAs. Like my mom had a CPA who she worked with for her whole life of her, life of his business. Actually, I think the reason that she stopped working with him is he passed away. So I mean, when I look at there are those people are trying to educate. The, the challenge is is that often there are people with point solutions, right? So you may as a as a freelancer or you know the solopreneur say, okay, I'm going to go to form my entity on some online solution, let's say LegalZoom. And then I'm going to go, I, I started reading about this S selection thing, but I'm not quite sure. And I talked to an accountant. They say, you can do it. Like I'll do your taxes, do your books by yourself in this mm. bookkeeping solution, or you pay me an exorbitant amount of money. So then you're like, I, I don't know how much money I'm going to do it in whatever zero, right? For example, or QuickBooks. And then you, you go over and, and then they're like, oh, by the way, if you want to have an S selection, you need payroll, which I'm sure that blew your mind. People are always like, why do I have to do payroll for myself? It's part <laughs> of the S selection process, right? And so now you're sitting here like, wait a minute, I have to administer payroll and I have to pay for that. I have to likely do my books unless I want to pay someone to do that. And then I have someone doing my tax. And then there's this other company that emails me every once in a while that I have this stuff due for my operating room. And what is that? 
And so that starts getting intimidating because now you have four vendors that you're yeah. talking to. And that was for us like, again, why? Why can't you just go to one place? Someone knows your case. They have a relationship with you and, and they're trying to move your business forward. And they just say, okay, just treat this like one thing. We'll take care of it. And I think there's other areas you can do that in, right? Like you think about 401k and banking and insurance, like they're all good things, but like, you know, my mom, for example, used to joke around. She's like, Oh, I just like picked it once and then she just kind of pays the bill, right? She puts this, she, those are not what made her (laughs) business great, right? What made her business great for her was relationships with her clients, understanding how to be a great doctor, not, you know, who she picked for her insurance person, right? Like, (laughs) yeah, most people running their own business, particularly a one or two person business, they're not passionate about that kind of stuff. They're passionate about, you know, maybe a CEO running a 200 person business cares about, these things a little bit more, but when, when it's like you or you and a small team, you, you care about your clients, you care about your service, you care about your product. Like you're just really passionate about the, the sort of consumer facing side of your business and all the other administrative work. It's, it's really just not that fun for most people. I would say most people who find that fun, they become CPAs or they, or they become, you know, they work in those fields. Uh, they don't necessarily run their own businesses. And so, yeah, I just I think there's like so much to be learned there and so many people miss out because they just there's no there's no real passion for it. Yeah, exactly. And I think one thing like we started, you know, the conversation and, and I think it's important if there's one takeaway and whether you do it with us or whoever, I strongly recommend people consider, you know, for sure if you're going to be freelancing uh in a permanent way, an LLC just to save yourself the liability. Um and uh, if you're going to do it for a longer time and you're in the income range, and consider that selection. And there's a number of ways to do it, right? We actually have webinars and you can come. We'll show you. We'll tell you how to do it. If you think you can do it in a better way on your own, I really think you should. We're trying. I think people should do that. We think we offer an easy way to do that. Um, but that savings, it's funny. That's a lot of times what brings people in. But I think ultimately what you touched on is important is people will stay for peace of mind, right? If you have a trusted partner, yes, you want tools, yes, you want all that stuff, but someone who understands how those puzzle pieces fit together for you and is there, that's a big deal because you're by yourself at the end of the day. And, you know, again, looking back at my mom, I mean, anytime she had some, like the IRS sent her something or whatever, let's call David, let's call David or go see David, Mm. take in my box. You know, my mom used to have that big shoe box of, of bills or expenses and <laughs> yeah. whatnot. Yep. And so that ultimately is what people are lacking is that partner. And big companies have KPNG and PWC and, you know, they provide full stack I have no idea services. what those are. Those are, you know, exactly. So big four <laughs> accounting <laughs> firms, right? If you're, you know, Google and all those folks, you have internal teams, you have external third parties, but what do you do if you're by yourself and you're, you're solo? Yeah. So yeah. that, that excites us. That excites us because I think it's growing. I mean, it's a big it's going to only get bigger and so for sure especially in the wake of covid i i mean we've seen this on our end just the amount of people interested in freelancing or growing a small solo business it's huge let me ask you this question human um what so we've talked about this s s selection sort of thing and, and we've talked about a couple things i guess that maybe you don't know what you don't know is kind of the theme right it's like you don't you don't even know these things exist let alone that you're missing out on opportunities. What other what other things would you say fall into those categories? Particularly, I'd say like for freelancers who are just getting started on their freelance to founder journey, 
maybe maybe they're like one person or one person with a couple of subcontractors, but they don't quite have a full agency yet. Um, I think there's a lot of listeners sort of in, in that spot on the path. What would you say are, are a few other things that fall into that category of like, you might not even know you don't know this stuff, and but you should know it. Is there anything else that comes to mind? I mean, there's a lot of things. I would say one thing, and maybe this is fairly basic and you may say no duh, but we often find that people don't keep their books. Um, so their expenses categorized. And um, I think an easy way to do it, like the layup way is, get a business bank account and get a card. Um, if you're not inclined to do that, then have one card you use. And at least all of your expenses, all of your checks run through one specific thing. So I mean, the amount of work. So let's say, for example, you're starting as a side hustle. It starts scaling. You're going to eventually want to do the things that we've mentioned, right? Because you're a smart person and you want to save money and run things the right way, right? Well, there's a pile of work to go get it set up, right? And so someone's going to have to rebuild that financial history and look at those books. So if no matter what you're doing, I think it helps to start with organization. So I would say the, the poor version of it is just get a business bank and get a card right away or just so you have at least everything in one place so someone can help you quickly build the books if you're not so inclined. And if you're, you know, feeling, you know, adventurous there, like get, get QuickBooks, get whatever, get some bookkeeping software and just start, you know, keeping track. Because then when you start working with whoever you decide to work with, because you're going to have to, to do all this stuff at some point, it makes it so much easier, so much faster, reduces your cost uh, of, of, of getting set up, right? You don't have to spend a lot of time. Now we'll do that for you. We, we, we rebuild the books, right? But I mean, if you go outside of companies like ours that are, you know, tech companies that are enabled, I mean, they can charge you. I saw someone that got like, they had to pay like four grand, five grand to build their books. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because I mean, they've been operating for a couple of years before they made all the decisions to kind of really formalize things. And so someone had to dig into that. Yeah. I, I think that definitely falls in the category of like, you know, Maybe I think everyone's sort of on a different place on that spectrum, right? Of like all the way to one end, which is like no books at all, no categorization at all, not keeping track. And then the other end, which is obviously much better, which is like being very meticulous about their bookkeeping and knowing where all their money is coming from and where all their money is going. I know there are different levels in between. Like when I was first starting out, like I'd say the first even four or five years, I did this on the side. And um, I was like, I don't have time for the bookkeeping, right? Um, Yeah. But I did. I was smart enough at least to get one. It was actually my PayPal account, which I don't know that I'd advise necessarily now, but I I only used PayPal for business expenses. So anything that came in only came in through PayPal. Anything that went out only went out through PayPal. And um, and so at the end of the month, it was really easy to go back and look at my PayPal transactions. And that was basically my <laughs> my not so great book, bookkeeping. But But it was the beginning of saying like, I'm separating this out. This has to be different from my personal finances. Um, and then obviously that has evolved now to where, you know, I have an actual dedicated bank account at my bank uh, for my business transactions. I have a business credit card. Like, obviously, it's way more robust now. And then in addition to that, you guys handle all my categorization and my bookkeeping. And so, um, and so everything is really nice and clean now. And there are insights that I gain. I think this is maybe the the kicker for this, there are insights that I gain from glancing at categories or, um, 
you know, my, my net profit versus our expenses or whatever, like glancing at those numbers, even just once a month, there are insights that I gain as the owner of my business. Then I distribute to my team and say, we need to cut back on this, or we need to ramp up on this. Or did you guys know we're still spending on this? Or like, there's just all these little things that I didn't catch before. Yeah. I mean, you said one thing. And and again, I think the simple takeaway is separate your concerns, right? And even if you decide you're not gonna, you're not in a position for whatever reason to start categorizing, man, I mean, the best advice, and this is my mom, as soon as I started my first company, she said, get a different credit card and everything mm-hmm. goes through that credit card. And so when you go to work with whoever you're going to work with, or if you decide that you want to do it in a self-serve way and go down that painful route for a bit, then it's easy, right? To your point, you just looked at PayPal, right? But yep. if you keep them commingled and you're using oh, your personal credit card and everything else, you're the only person that can untangle that journey for that person. Yep. And you've just created a whole new set of your future. You will not thank you. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yes. Near future and far future. It will, it will just be a mess for, it will long, be very angry time. with you. Yes. Yeah, so do your future, you yes. a favor and just, just decide to get one card. It's the easiest decision you'll yeah. ever make. Yeah, really. Um, what else, what else comes to mind in terms of like stuff you don't know, you don't know what, what are we not doing that we should be doing if we're just barely getting started on our journey? You're just barely getting started on your journey. Oof. Um, there's, I would say the other thing that I've noticed that folks don't do is, um, I know this, might, and again, it might sound obvious, but they don't spend the time to research the like best practices and easy tools in their own profession, right? And I would just say, if you could dedicate first upfront when you're starting, a little bit of time, just put like a, some time every month to understand like, how are people running businesses like yours? The beauty Mm. of where we are now is that everything is online, right? And so you have to create space for yourself to be an operator because when you're a freelancer, you are also the individual contributor. And I think the tendency of people who are starting businesses is I'm a really good designer and you do Mm -hmm. that well. Mm Mm-hmm. But you need to invest in yourself as a leader too, even though you're maybe only ultimately leading yourself, maybe a contractor, maybe whatever, but you, you need to spend time and, and like learn on that. And the good thing is, again, there's so many, whether it's podcasts yeah. like yours, which I think are a great tool, um, whether there's blog posts, but like if you dedicate act, like just a couple of, like it could be a Saturday every month and do some research, like how do people run their business? I think just having the mental acuity to understand that you now play two roles, not one, you're not just doing the IC work. You're actually running your business. That just, it's like that separation of concern thing. You've made a leap. You've changed Mm. your perspective. And just by doing that, the journey starts to unfold. You'll start to open up all of these things and you'll start seeing things like people talking about selections, all that, where you can now start pulling on that thread. But if you don't dedicate that time, then, you know, you're always going to be treading water. Yeah. I love that. And and like you said, maybe we're preaching to the choir here because if you're listening to the show, you obviously care about learning more about running your business. But I but I agree. I mean, that's something we harp on all the time on this show, which is like you might be a great designer, you might be a great writer, you might be a great marketer, but that's not enough to run a successful business, right? If if you just want to do that, 
that's fine. Go get a job work for someone else. If you also want to run a business, then you have to be a great designer, writer, marketer, but you also need to be a good business person. You need to understand finances. You need to understand client acquisition. You need to understand customer support. You need to understand legal documents. Like there's so much to understand, which can feel daunting to some people. And if it does feel daunting and not fun to you, then maybe running a business isn't for you. But if it sounds worth the effort to have then the flexibility and the freedom and the fulfillment that you get out of running your own business, then, um, then definitely it, like jump in with both feet, you know? And, and I love what you said, like even just hearing sort of words in the space, right? Terms in the space, um, and sort of just getting a basic familiarity with them. Then, when maybe when tax time rolls around, you're like, I, I feel like I heard about this thing called uh, an S election. And I, I don't remember, but I'm going to, I'm going to Google it. I'm going to start down that path. And I love what you said about pulling the thread. Like, I'm just going to learn a little bit more um, in the moment that I feel like I need to. And as you do that over time, just like saving money over time is going to pay off for your business, right? Those little bits of edu- self-education and self-training and learning are going to pay off over time too. So I yeah. Love- and I think like a cheat code there, which I've, implemented as a founder myself is, um, you know, I'm an engineer by background and oftentimes we're taught a part of engineering is learning to learn, right? Cause programming languages mm-hmm. change and the best practices change. Like the way we build now is so different than 10 years ago and so on and so forth. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're encouraged to be a, a learner and you might enjoy as an engineer reading the doc and watching a video and, and just implementing yourself. You may not enjoy that if you're in PR or marketing or whatever, right? Maybe you're a visual learner, you're an auditory learner. And so what I encourage is is if you're going to be a business owner, you start to just seek out mentors. And mentors don't have to be luminaries. You, for example, uh, you maybe someone emails you and you, you know, have a coffee with them and whatever, and just find some people that have been there, done that are a little bit ahead of you and just ask them how they did it. And they'll tell you it's, it's not a secret. And so, so much of this is just being vulnerable and that vulnerability will lead you to one, spend time, as I mentioned, whether it's monthly or whatever the cadence is for you to learn, but also just asking people and say, Hey, you know what? Am I doing this right? I, I have a, I'm, I don't have an LLC and here's how I'm doing it. And just let someone run you through their basics, right? Mm-hmm. And then learn from them. How did they make those decisions? And you can move forward. I mean, it's the concept of like, why do your own homework when, you know, you can cheat? Like everyone's already done this work for you. Just ask. Yep. Yeah. And what I love too is like I have a few people like that who are a little bit ahead of me in certain aspects of my business, right? Um, and and like I don't I don't aspire to go talk to, you know, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk or like someone running like a like a fifty hundred million dollar a year business because that's not what I'm aspiring to. What I try to I try to talk to people who are maybe a couple rungs ahead of me on the ladder of the business that I'm trying to build. And, and, um, and what I love is like, as you have a few of those people, then again, you start to notice common themes, right? And, and maybe this one piece of advice sort of fall is an outlier and you're like, well, I'll, I'll sort of bookmark that for later. But then if everyone's talking about whatever topic, you're like, oh, maybe I need to start looking into that. Um, so yeah, I love that idea of just having like a few critical mentors and friends who are in your same situation or just ahead of you in their business. Um, paying attention to what they're thinking about and talking about. I agree that has helped me leaps and bounds in my business to say like, oh, I didn't even think about that coming down the pike, but it's definitely coming. Um, so I better be ready for it. You got it. You got it. I think it's so important. Um, I, I've been asked a lot. So I started my first business when I was out of graduate school. It was in my 20s. It was my first job. 
right? First time being a founder, first time being a CEO. And people say, how did you do it? I said, oh man, I, I'd, take, I'd take everyone to lunch. I'd email everybody. I just asked. I just asked. Yep. But you have to be vulnerable. Yep. You have to be vulnerable yep. and admit that you don't do anything. But I really didn't know anything and I was okay with that. And so starting with that beginner's mind, doesn't matter how old you are. You can always say, I don't know this particular part. But between the internet, between mentors, um, yep. you know, now we have ChatGPT. That's a whole other topic. You can find <laughs> yes, out very quickly. You can find out very quickly and just start with some basics and you can always optimize after that. Yeah, for sure. In fact, I would say like harping on the mentor thing again, not to kick a dead horse, but like um, people who are ahead of you, I, I think they actually get excited to to help and to like say, you got this. And, and it's not as hard as you might think it is. Like when I finally took my business full time, it felt like I had this upswell of people who wanted to go to lunch with me, which I was fine with, particularly because a lot of times they paid, but they wanted to go to lunch and like, see like, how did you finally quit and, and, and start this full time business? And, um, and, and there were pe- people who just had, had no idea, had all these questions about like, well, if I wanted to do that, what would I do? And I was excited to share with them and say like, look, it's not as hard as you think. I shouldn't have waited as long as I should have. Here are the things that I did. It was a really cool experience. So I think, I think there are lots of people out there who are sort of rooting for you, wanting you to succeed. Human and his team are are one group of people at Collective that do that. Human, before we wrap up this call, why don't you quickly tell people where they can connect with you and your company, where they can learn more about some of the stuff we've been talking about today. Yeah, absolutely. So my company, Collective, you can find out more at collective.com. And um, if you want to follow up with me on social, I'm at Human Radfar, H-O-O-M-A-N, Radfar. Um, or you can just email me my first name, Human at collective.com. So happy to get those emails. And to the point that we made earlier, you know, I have lots of folks who are you know, freelancers, business of one, emailing me questions. And, you know, I enjoy responding. I think people really want, people who are business owners are a unique breed. And I think that they want people to move forward on average. And look, if you find someone who doesn't, guess what? Email someone else, right? It only takes yeah, there's one. there's plenty of other options. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or someone might be busy. They just might depend to be the right time. But it only takes a handful of people to stair-step your life forward in a way that's meaningful. And so it's really worth investing that time um, to build that tribe, if you will, around you. Yeah, I love it. Well, great insights today, Human. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. I've been Preston from Milo.co, and we will talk to you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for having me. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of the Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at freelancetofounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.